Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. One month after 17 people were killed in the mass shootings at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, Women's March Youth in Power is organizing a national student walkout against gun violence. In most areas, including Utah, the walkout is happening at 10 o'clock in the morning, local time, today. And just ahead of the walkout, we're talking with participating students at East High School, Salt Lake School for the Performing Arts, Highland High School, and West High School, all in Salt Lake. Students of these schools are joining students in more than 2,500 schools participating across the nation. We're also later in the program going to be talking with one of the organizers for the March for Our Lives event in Logan. Those marches are happening across the nation on March 24th. We want to know what you think about these issues. Is this a turning point on this issue? Are gun control measures needed? More teachers with guns? This is primarily a mental health problem. What can or should be done? You can email us right now to upraccess at gmail.com and on Twitter at upraccess. And uh, we bring in uh, several high school students in the Salt Lake City uh, area. Uh, Ermaya Fanean, uh, who's with School for Performing Arts, and Highland uh, joins us. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. D- did I get your last name right? Fanayan, yep. Uh, Fanayan, okay, I was close. All right, thanks for joining yeah. us. Um, <laughs> we, so we have with us uh, Zaya Woodruff, who uh, goes to West High School. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be here. And Matt Simmons, who's a student at East, uh, joins us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time. It's uh, Of course, we'll uh, have to let you go You know, as we move toward 10 o'clock hour um, uh, because you're all participating in the walkouts there. So uh, uh, let me start with uh, Ermia. Uh, what's the scene at Highland? What's going to be happening? So at 10 a.m., me and my fellow students were all walking out onto the Highland High School football field. There, we'll all gather as I recite a speech as to why we're walking out, the purpose behind it, and the actions that we're going to take after the walkout. Okay, great. And, and I, I, I think each of you is, uh, are organizers of these events, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, uh, Zaya, what about uh, West? What's going to be happening? Uh, yeah, so at West High School, um, also at 10 o'clock, we will be walking out to the front of our school, and we will have some speakers, and then for the 17 minutes, we will spend um, releasing one balloon for each life that was lost in Florida last month, um, and then we will uh, have some more speakers, and then hopefully get back into class by around 1040. Okay, and uh, Matt, Matt Simmons, uh, what's happening at East? Yeah, so at East, same sort of thing is happening at 10 o'clock. Um, Students are walking out. We're hopefully going to have a large population of East walking out. Um, and we have student representatives, uh, five student representatives, speaking on past shootings that have occurred. Um, and then, uh, like West, we're going to name um, the names of students that were uh, killed at Parkland last month, um, kind of in honor for them. Mm. Uh, so, Matt, let me follow up. Um, so, past shootings. Uh, so, it, what, uh, Sandy Hook, Columbine? Sandy Hook, Columbine, um, we're also focusing on some of the ones that have happened here in Salt Lake City to make it a little more personal to the students to convey that message. So we're talking about Trolley Square that happened in 2007 um, and University of Utah that happened uh, in 2017. Yeah, yeah, the, and, and some of those hadn't leaped immediately to mind how quickly we forget, right? It's, it just kind of be, can become numbing that these happen uh, have happened with such frequency. Uh, and so, that's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say that's the awful part about it is it's becoming the norm um, for students to be killed when they're at school. It's where they're expected to be, and then they get shot, and it's 
that's it. And now that's becoming the norm. Um, it's just getting harder to remember how important it is. So that's why we're trying to bring shed some light on the topic. Uh, so, Zaya, um, I'm wondering, so we mentioned Columbine, but that I'm guessing that happened before you were born. Uh, yeah. 1999. So, I, mean, I was yeah. born, yeah, so I was born in 2001, so it's just, it's honestly terrifying to think that I and my classmates have grown up in um, a world and an educational environment where we are scared for our lives every day. Yeah. So I haven't known going to school without that fear, and I just want everyone to know that we definitely will not be sending our children to a school to schools in that environment. Mm-hmm. So. Ermia, uh, that's a sentiment I'm hearing from the students at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. I'm hearing it, uh, you know, from you guys as well. Uh, that that this is it, right? Your your generation apparently is determined that uh, it's going to stop with you. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've built this momentum, and this momentum is not slowing down. This movement is very different than any other sort of action that's been taking place to end gun violence. This this movement is forefronted by youth. This movement, we are unrelentlessly speaking on and the abdication of politicians to protect us in schools. And we plan on establishing legislation. So this movement is very different from any other movement that has transpired around gun violence. Do you, uh, Ermeo, do you, do, you do you think this has staying power, lasting power? Do you think, you know, a year from now, five years from now, this, this particular movement still be going? Of course. I mean, as we see, you know, for the past decade, these shootings have continuously been happening and they they haven't slowed down a single bit so we know that we're always in danger we know that nobody's is safe so we we've experienced shootings in schools churches um, movie theaters so absolutely in five years we're gonna have to deal with the same exact issues mm. uh Zaya, uh is i guess students are involved here uh, do you have teachers parents administrators are they going to be involved in the walkout yeah, so um, West High School's administration has been incredibly uh, supporting and supportive of this. Um, however, administration and the actual school cannot be involved or endorse our walkout. Um, so parents have been also very helpful. Um, and teachers, the rule on that is that if all, their, if all their students leave, then they can also walk out with us. However, it is their um, first priority to um, be a school teacher. So, yeah, we have had incredible support and um you know, just um, positive, positive influences within our adult communities. Um, however, this is a student-led walkout, and this is our movement. Um, so, yeah. This is, Zosea, this is student-led. Yes, correct. Yeah. I want to uh, direct this to, to Matt Simmons. I've heard uh, some on, you know, the, uh, on the right wing, uh, you know, Fox News, um, bemoaning the fact that uh, high school students are being co-opted by the left on this. I wonder what you would say to that to that, that argument. Here's what I would say. I don't think um, that we need to make this political. This is a march for our lives. This is life and death. I think that life and death is bipartisan. We don't need to make it left or right. I am marching because I don't want to die at my school. This is a place where I can learn and grow with my peers and friends um, and authorities, and that's not a place that I am going to allow myself to die or my fellow classmates to die. I don't want it to be um, perceived as left or right. I'm walking for life. Hmm. Uh, so, Matt Simmons, and I'll ask each of you, what uh, what are you at, there at East? What do you be asking for? What do you be advocating for? 
the main things that we're um, really advocating for is we want to encourage students to register to vote. We want to empower the students. Um, we want to uh, kind of highlight the victims' voices. Um, we want to emphasize the ban on assault weapons, weapons and high-capacity magazines. And we want to keep students informed. There are so many um, kids that I talk to who don't really know what the walkout is about or what's going on or what the main purpose of it is. So we want to inform students of what's going on in our nation and what we can do to stand up against it. Uh, Ermia, what uh, what do you be advocating there to Highland? So we're going to ask students to vote, of course, as well. We have voter registration booths set up today, um, and that's set up by Voter Rise, which is a phenomenal organization. We're also going to be asking students to contact the representatives, both in Congress and state legislators, so that we can actually push for our legislative goals. And our legislative goals are to close the gun show loophole. It is to keep um, military-style assault weapons out of civilians' hands. And it is also to expand background checks. And uh, so, you know, those aren't aren't radical measures, but they haven't they haven't been done. <laughs> uh, legislative stalemate uh, on the on the local and national level. Do you think this will get things unstuck? Um, I sorry. Do you, what was the question again? Uh, uh, so, so it, it, there has been a stalemate over this issue. Uh, the the measures you're advocating, many would not see these as radical, but they but they haven't they haven't passed. Right, right. Um, as I said again, you know, this movement is very different because it is us youth who are confronting this movement. And so I think once our politicians actually see how we call out their application to protect us, they're, they're, I mean, we've already seen so much progress happen. We've seen corporations, um, take, you know, not being in support of the NRA anymore, not being backed by the NRA anymore. We've seen um, politicians such as Marco Rubio sit down and have a conversation with the victims in Parkland. So this movement is it's a different movement. It is a momentum that is led by youth. And I do believe that my generation will expedite the change in which we're advocating for. Uh, what do you think, Zaya? Do you, do you agree there's going to be progress uh, now that youth are involved? Yeah, no, I definitely believe that um, we can have an impact as youth, um, even though a lot of us are not old enough to vote. Uh, we, do, we are going to be encouraging strongly uh, voter registration and um, contacting representatives and legislators. Um, and I think that really once people stop to listen to what we're actually saying and not just dismiss us as teenagers, I think that we can really, really make an impact in this issue. Uh, so let me uh, follow up, Zeb. Uh, let me ask you specifically there at West, what, uh, what will uh, you and others be advocating for, specific policy measures? Yeah, so we will be advocating for um, bans on automatic weapons, military-grade automatic weapons, and high-capacity magazines. Uh, we will also be calling for universal background checks and closing the gun show, the gun show loophole, um, as well as, um, as well as um, you know, uh, uh, getting kids out there to vote and to get pre-registered and to you know care about what's going on in our world because it affects all of us, and um, we are the ones that are going to school every day and we are the ones who are scared for our lives and we can't let this happen again. Uh, let me direct this first to uh, to Matt. Uh, this is uh, an opinion piece, the New York Times. So their editorial board, the, the headline is, America has failed its kids on guns, it's time to let them lead. 
And I was struck by, and then they have quotes from uh, many of the, the students at uh, Marjorie Stone and Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. This is uh, Ali Sheehy, who's a senior. Uh, she said, the children you angered, I'll change her words uh, slightly, you angered will not forget this in the voting booth. Don't doubt the power of the younger generation because we are a force to be reckoned with. Do you, uh, do you feel... I don't know. What do you feel there at uh, at East that uh, the young people are going to register and are going to vote? Oh, I know that the young people are going to register and going to vote, and I think that student empowerment is higher now than it has ever been. I think that the end goal is today we sit in U.S. history and we fear that our life might be taken from us. We fear that we might die at school. I know that in 20 years, when my children sit in U.S. history, they will read in their textbooks about what we did here today and the movement that we're creating. You you think it uh, you think it will have uh, staying power? Oh, it better. Yeah, it's student empowerment, and I believe fully in student empowerment. I know it'll have staying power. Hmm. Uh, let's see. We're coming up on our first break, and uh, I believe we uh, we need to let uh, Armia go. I believe you needed to go about uh, nine twenty. Um, so, Armia, uh, maybe we could end this segment with with you. What? Um, what do you think is going to happen uh, today? And and I guess let me ask you: Have you been paying attention to the to the other walkouts that have been rolling uh, across the nation? You know, starting from the East Coast. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have all of you know all of our walkouts are registered on the national registry with the Women's March, and I've been paying attention to every single walkout. And I just want to say that I am so proud of each student, each teacher, um, each administrator who is in support of us and is walking out with us today. It's absolutely beautiful to see them all in support of us. And what I hope to happen today is I hope our congressmen and women and our state legislators will see the change in which we are advocating for, and they will actually expedite this change in which we're asking for. Well, we'll, uh, we'll let you go then, Ermia. Ermia Fanayan, uh, she's with uh, School for the Performing Arts and Highland High School. She's uh, organizing and participating in the, in the walkout uh, there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll uh, st- we'll take a break. We'll co- come back with uh, another segment with uh, Zaya Woodruff at uh, West High School and Matt Simmons at East High School. Uh, I know both of you may have to leave us a little earlier than uh, nine forty, so just let us know when you when you have to go. Of course, get prepared for the walkout. Uh, we uh, anytime now we'll join be joined by Colby Sorensen, who's one of the organizers for March for Our Lives in Logan. And those marches are happening all across the nation on March 24th. We're talking about the uh, walkout, student walkout, uh, happening nationally against gun violence. And uh, here in Utah, it's beginning at uh, 10 uh, o'clock this morning. More following this break. Thanks for joining us today for Access Utah. One month after 17 people were killed in the mass shootings at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, Women's March Youth in Power is organizing a national student walkout against gun violence. That's happening uh, today and has been happening in most areas at 10 o'clock local time. Same in Utah. So uh, coming up uh, quite uh, shortly, walkouts will be happening in uh, many uh, schools in Utah, including uh, Highland High School. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Aramia Fanayan. Had to let her go. She'd get ready for the walk out there. And uh, we are talking with uh, Zaya Woodruff, who's at West, and Matt Simmons, who is at East. A little bit later, in a few minutes, we'll be talking with Colby Sorensen, who's one of the organizers for the Logan event in the March for Our Lives uh, the marches. And those are happening nationwide on March 24th. 
Um, you're welcome to join this conversation. Hope that you will at upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. would love to know what, uh, what you think. Uh, so, Zaya Woodruff, I wonder what your, uh, you know, as Matt said, and I think you as well, um, you guys were born after Columbine, of course, uh, would have been, I guess, in elementary school or middle school when, uh, when uh, Sandy Hook happened. Just all of these shootings have been, been happening. Um, I wonder specifically, Isaiah, what you thought when you heard the news a month ago, uh, Marjorie Stone and Douglas High School. So this, unlike many of the other um, things that have been happening in, in your lifetime, this was at a high school. Uh, yeah, so uh, when I heard the news of the shooting at, in Florida, I was absolutely devastated. I mean, it is terrifying and so saddening to hear about these children. Most of the most of the kids that were shot and killed in Florida were just 14 years old. And our dedication to them today, I say a little, a couple of words about each of them, and it has been heartbreaking to tell you the truth um, to write these things about these. Honestly, these children whose lives were taken by um, someone who legally purchased a gun and was able to walk into school and take those lives. So for me personally, when I heard about it, uh, it was just, it was awful. And I was super, super sad for these families and for these kids. And I was also outraged that we haven't made any progress in the last 20 years towards gun reform or gun safety or keeping our schools safe. And... You know, it's just, it's really infuriating to um, to see that, you know, our kids' lives and our, my classmates and my peers and myself, my life is um, worth less than gun-related um, revenue or, you know, political agendas or whatever else may be keeping people from um, passing the legislation that we need to keep our schools safe. So that was my main reaction once I... Mm. Well, let me ask Matt, uh, what was your reaction when you heard about those, those shootings? I was outraged and filled with such sadness. It's crazy to think that, I mean, these are my classmates. They might be across the country, but these are my classmates. We're going to school, we're trying to get an education, and we can't do that safely anymore. There's always that thought in the back of our head that we might be killed at school, and that is terrifying. It prevents me from wanting to be at school, pre- prevents me from feeling safe at school um and you know my heart goes out to the families of all those who um had victims in this parkland shooting um but it's a problem and it needs to change um i've talked with many of my fellow classmates at east high and they completely agree they don't feel safe at school and they need to feel safe at school this is a place where we grow together this is a place where we learn together and mature together and if we can't be safe there where can we be safe so Matt, uh, the you know the, the students you talk to, um, they're at East. What's the consensus? If there is a consensus, um, is this a mental health problem? Is it a gun problem? Uh, do we need to harden the schools, arm the teachers? W- what are students saying? There are, of course, a lot of factors um, as to what's going on. Like you said, mental health—that's um, part of the issue. Guns is part of the issue. I think that we need to. Um, understand what we have control of and take control of that we obviously can't cure all mental health problems um in the world i mean that's just uh, kind of irrational to think what we can do is we can push for legislation to make it so much harder for a 19 year old who's been known for being a little mentally unstable to get an assault rifle 
that's just ridiculous. Um, in terms of uh, arming teachers, I don't think we should arm teachers. I don't think we should be giving the guns the power. I think we should be taking the power away from the guns and giving the power to the students to be able to talk to their um, able to talk to their representatives to push for this legislative change, rather than giving uh, power to the guns. I think that inside the school, um, there need to be some precautions that need to be taken. I know that some schools have been changing to bulletproof glass and metal doors um, to make it a little bit harder for intruders to get into the school. I think one thing that needs to happen is all bathrooms need to be locked, and the hall pass for classrooms should be a key to that bathroom. Um, so it's locked when you're inside, and so only students and uh, faculty and administration have access to the restrooms because, as you hear, that's one of the most dangerous places to be during a shooting. I think that precautions need to be taken when fire drills occur um, for there to be hall checks before students begin walking out of the hall because that was the problem with um, what happened in Parkland. I think there are a lot of measures that need to be taken that uh, classmates and teachers and administration and I have been talking about around East High School. I want to ask the same question to you, Zaya. Uh, conversations you're having, what you're hearing, is there a consensus, or what are the ideas being floated? Is this a mental health problem, a gun problem, a, a arming teachers uh, solution? What's wh- What are they saying? Yeah, so um, I know that the people that I've been talking to, we definitely believe that militarizing schools is not the answer. Okay. And I believe that, in fact, it will do the opposite of what we want. It will not appear, appease our fear, and it will not solve any problems. Like Matt said, it'll be giving more power to the gun. And what we need to be doing is taking that power away and and sending our efforts to pushing legislation and to making change in these laws that are preventing um, preventing change from happening. For example, the Dickey Amendment, it prohibits research on gun violence, which is absolutely ridiculous because how are we supposed to make change when we don't know what the statistics are or the data is? So I think that, um, at least at West High School, our consensus is militarizing schools would be one of the worst things to happen. Um, and along with that, we definitely, we definitely, definitely um, need to be taking precautions. Um, however, I think that the, the piece that we are trying to protest is that we should not have to take these precautions. We are in a space of growth and learning, and the fact that we would need to, you know, watch our backs when we're going to the bathroom or um, take extra precautions when we're doing a fire drill, which in this, in this reality, I think it is smart to take some of those precautions at the moment. However, what we're fighting for is to not have to have that burden on our shoulders every time that we walk out of class to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it, it is amazing to, you know, <laughs> you put it that way. Um, you know, school should be a safe place, shouldn't it? Uh, one of the students at Parkland I was reading uh, remarked on this, that uh, up until the events of a, a month ago, that uh, he felt he felt safe at school. It's one of the as safe as he did in his family, and now he doesn't. Which is how it should be. And I just think that as more of these shootings happen, it, the just the unrest and the fearfulness in our like school communities um, rises exponentially. And I know that um, after, you know, after every single shooting that we hear about, which has been a lot and which has been often in my own lifetime, um, it's just there's more fear. There's more fear. And that is unproductive. Um, It is dangerous. And it is not a good, um, it's not a good part of a healthy um, environment for students to grow and learn in. I wonder what you would say to that, uh, Matt. Did you generally feel safe in school, and, and do you now? Oh, 
I, I generally felt safe in school. I mean, we have a pretty good community at East High School. Um, I mean, it just becomes more and more predict- unpredictable with all these shootings occurring. I mean, more now than ever, there's kind of a thought in the back of my head at all times during school um, what could happen. Just this morning, um, just a few minutes ago, uh, there was a fire alarm. Um, there was a fire drill at East, and my first thought was, we need the teacher to go check in the hall to make sure that we are not being shot. I mean, that's what happened in Parkland. And never before have I ha- had that thought um, occur during a fire drill. But, I mean, how am I not supposed to have that thought occur? We are at risk to be killed at school, and that's scary. Mm. Um, I definitely felt safe, more safe last month than I do this month, um, considering what happened uh, in Florida. But, I mean, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. We need to have a community at our school. We need to make sure that all students feel empowered and all students feel safe to be able to attend. I mean, school's preparing us for our future. And if, if, that's, if that can't happen, then what's the future of America? I mean, we're the future leaders of America. And if we can't go to school and get an education safely, uh, I, I see no room for growth in that situation. Matt, you said earlier that uh, this, this, in your mind, it's not a, not a political thing, right? It's not left and right. It's just, it's a safe, oh, safety issue, right? It's a safety issue. It's life. I mean, these kids died. These kids lost everything that they had worked so hard to accomplish. This isn't left and right. We do not need to make this political. This is life and death. And well, the, I promote life. Well, there, there are many people working very hard on, on both sides to, to make this political. Um, how, how do you how do you how do you want to accomplish that? At least they're at they're at East and among your your friends to, to, to not make it political. At East, I think that we need to um, eliminate anything that's standing in our way, whether it be um, political parties, whether it be uh, racial segregation. We have a very diverse population. I want all the students to feel comfortable working together to make change. We don't want any roadblocks, especially with what we're trying to accomplish. It's going to be powerful. Um, and it's going to be in the hands of the students. And I know that the students can unite together and um, push all our differences aside to promote life and to be able to live together and grow together and learn together as a community. Zay, I wonder if you, uh, what are your thoughts? It is, is this political in your mind? Um, I, yeah, so I believe that uh, I agree with Matt and that uh, being on the left side or the right side should not influence your opinion about whether children should be safe in their schools. And I think that the part that um, is being debated is how to do that. Um, However, I think that if we can all come together and um, realize that the things that we as students are asking for are not insane. We want universal background checks. We want at least a three-day waiting period. That's not a lot to ask for, and it would um, contribute a lot to our safety in our schools. And as long as people are prioritizing our, like, our children's lives over their, um, over their money or over their political agendas, I think that we can come together and uh, create a solution. I want to ask you, we'll get ready to, to let you guys go, uh, because I, I know you need to get ready for the walkout, which is happening pretty, pretty quick here. Let me just uh, maybe, maybe end with uh, this question, uh, start with Zaya on this. Um, it I don't know, some people are saying that they feel like, at least in the political debate, something fundamental has changed. That uh, seeing high school kids like yourselves speaking out and being so adamant uh, has really kind of shifted things. 
Um, I wonder just maybe on a, on a personal level, Zayev, uh, has something changed, something fundamental, do you think, after Parkland? Um, well, I sure, I sure hope so, because we are putting our hearts and our souls into this because it affects all of us. And it is truly an issue that hits home. And there are lots of other issues that I, I have stood for that are really personal. However, this one, I feel, applies to every child across the nation in any type of school, in any type of home environment, from, where, from wherever, if they're immigrants, what, no matter their race, no matter their religion, it affects everyone. I don't care if you don't believe, that gun, if you don't believe in gun reform. I am still doing this for you to save your lives. And I think that... Um, and I think that it really has fundamentally changed because before it was a, it was a political debate involving um, adults and politicians who are not going to school every day. They are sitting in their offices and debating and looking at their, you know, their incomes and who's sponsoring them and who's, whose favor they can be in. But now we are the students in the situation being affected and our lives are being threatened. And I think that that is a fundamental change because it's really, it's from a different um, perspective and just kind of from a different, uh, you know, it's more, it's of more importance to us. Uh, Matt Simmons, same question to you. Has, has, for you, has something fundamental changed? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think there are a lot of little changes that have occurred in my life, uh, just personally, that have created a much um, larger change in the community. I think that um, taking it to an individual basis, student by student. Uh, right now, we are at a time in our lives, um, crucial, where we're growing. And I think that a lot of us don't feel safe. I mean, maybe we used to, we don't now. And that's a problem. And um, I've seen so many people come together as a community. I've seen a lot more teacher-student involvement um, than I've ever seen before. Um, I think that, you know, I've been going to school for uh, 12 or so years now. And this is the most involvement um, that I've ever seen. And I think it's because it's something we're passionate about, and that's living. Uh, I hate to see some of the adults being a little more immature and the students having to rise up, but if that's how it has to be, then that's how we're going to have it. Because uh, students are empowered, and that's how they need to feel, um, and that's how we want them to feel, especially after what we accomplished today. We want students to feel as though their voices are heard around the nation, um, and we want students to know that they are able to create change. Uh, I know we have to let you go soon. Uh, are you able to stay on to engage with one caller? Oh, sure, of course. Okay, we, we bring in John in uh, Moab. John, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Oh, good morning. Um, I had a thought, and it's been just buzzing around in my head for years. And, you know, the, all these shootings, all, most of them school shootings, but also theater shootings, concert shootings, that one in Las Vegas, um, the one that started it all, I think, was this Texas um, campus, maybe a bell tower or, or clock tower shooting decades ago. And most of these people involved, it's people that have a mental problem, mental illness, and yet we're pushing them as a society. We're being mean to them. We are ignoring them. We are punishing them, and we're not understanding them. And after, perhaps, I'm just, just a suggestion, after maybe a decade or more of uh, frustration or anger or years of anger, this person picks up a gun and starts blasting away. When you look at their targets, the targets aren't individual people. Their targets society. They're shooting back. 
And so they're shooting back at whatever it is that, you know, is harming them, society, um, school, etc. And anyway, that's my thought, is that mental health is a two-way street. If you have people that have problems, you have to um, treat them and maybe treat them differently as well, try to understand them. I'm not really sure what else to say. Um, this is domestic terrorism. It is, you know, without a doubt. Um, it's the same as if they'd had a car bomb or did any, flew an airplane into a building, only it's domestic. And I'm getting um, the feeling that they're fighting back, maybe inappropriately, certainly um, with an enormous amount of violence, but they are fighting back, and they're fighting back at us. And so my question is, what are we doing to them that makes them so angry? Okay, thank you, John. Appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's uh, the other side of the coin, I think. Okay, that's John in Moab. Uh, uh, Matt or Zaya, uh, you want to uh, comment on that? Yeah, Zaya, you can go ahead on that one. Okay. Okay. Um, well, just to that, I think that we need to acknowledge that none of us are denying that um, mental health is real and that there are people who feel neglected and are angry at society. However, that is a deep, deep, deep-rooted issue that we still need to work on. But in the meantime, why would we not do everything that we can to take those weapons that are capable of killing 50 people at once? away from them. I don't, understand, I don't understand where the question with that is, because yes, mental health, I understand. However, um, I think that the issue is that's not fast enough. That is not quick enough to prevent the loss of more lives of children. You know, we need to do what we can in the moment to preserve the safety of our schools. And as we're doing that, if we want to work on more programs that help get people integrated into their communities, that's great as well. However, I think that the, what needs to be understood is that we're not going to wait to see how that works in the next 20 years because you're not going to ever, you're not going to ever be able to make a change to society that will um, get rid of people who feel neglected or get rid of the people who, um, you know, who aren't, are, are mad at society in general. Um, you can take steps. However, they're not going to be fast enough, and they are not going to, it's not going to be enough to save the lives of children across America. Okay, uh, Matt, did you have a, a, a comment? Yeah, I'll add on to that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what Zaya said, and I want to uh, thank you, John, for bringing up that point. Um, I think that's something that definitely needs to be looked at. These people are uh, pushing back against society, and um, just at East High School, um, one thing we're pushing for is the emphasis of teaching social and emotional learning skills. Um, that's something that we have a class uh, that's specifically for teaching that called Techniques for Tough Times, taught by a great teacher, um, that has an emphasis on these social emotional learning skills. And that's something that I've seen create more of a community um, at East High School and making all students feel uh, accepted as a part of that community. And I think that, of course, the students at East High um, in the next 10 years are going to be the adults um, of our society. And uh, I think that the more we can teach them these social-emotional learning skills, the more we can uh, create this community that, um, I guess, appreciates society and doesn't feel a need to really fight back, um, as you mentioned some of these people were. So I think that 
um, within the schools, uh, there needs to be a larger push for teaching these social, emotional, uh, non-cognitive learning skills, you know, outside of just science, um, math, language, arts, emphasis. Um, so I appreciate that comment. Thank you, John. Well, we, I know we have to let you guys go. Uh, you need to get ready for the walkout. So, uh, Zaya Woodruff at West High School, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And Matt Simmons at East, uh, thanks for joining us. This is a great opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And so the walkouts will be happening uh, here in about uh, 17 minutes, uh, 10 o'clock uh, our time. Thanks, uh, you guys, for joining us. We thank Ermia Fanayan who, uh, at Highland High School and School for the Performing Arts for joining us earlier as well. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Colby Sorensen, who's one of the organizers for the Logan event in the March for Our Lives uh, marches, and those will be happening nationwide um, on uh, March 24th. More following this break. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams, and uh, we have been talking with several high school students in the Salt Lake City area who are organizers and participants in the National Student Walkout Against Gun Violence. And uh, in most areas... Including Utah, the walkouts have been happening and will happen at 10 a.m. local time today. And uh, so we have been uh, talking with Ermia Rutherfanian, uh, who uh, goes to School for the Performing Arts and Highland. We've been talking with Zaya Woodruff from West High School and Matt Simmons from East High School. Appreciate uh, that. You, uh, We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your uh, take on the National uh, Student Walkout, the March for Our Lives, uh, coming up on March 24th. Uh, April 20th is uh, the anniversary of Columbine, and uh, there'll be some uh, anniversary events surrounding that. And uh, the way to reach us here, we have another uh, about 15 minutes left in the program, is uh, toll-free number 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. You can reach us by email to upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com. And we bring in uh, Colby Sorensen, who's one of the organizers for the Logan March for Our Lives event. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Tom. Get your microphone situated there. Um, so uh, tell us just briefly about yourself, and then uh, you tell us about the march. So I am uh, just a member of the community. I'm a full-time engineer uh, working on my master's degree as well, um, and a parent of two young kids. Uh, just live over in Smithfield. And uh, I'm working with a small group of uh, volunteers from the community, um, several uh, college students, um, and some other uh, volunteers to, to put together a march uh, to support this national movement inspired by the Marjorie Stoneland Douglas students. Um, the march will be on Saturday, March 24th, uh, as with the others, and it'll be at 2 o'clock p.m. at the Cache County Courthouse. 2 o'clock with the march, and then there's some events. Right. After some speakers and such. Yeah, we're going to kick off with uh, some uh, speeches from community representatives. We've got some leaders, um, some uh, gun violence prevention experts, and uh, we'll hear from some community members as well. Um, one of our most exciting speakers uh, is going to be our uh, Terrell Warner, who's the representative on the Utah State Board of Education, um, and she's the only USBE member who's been appointed to the newly created um, Utah School Safety Commission. So she should have some good insight for us on what uh, the legislature is currently working on and what her uh, safety commission is currently working on. 
uh, to protect our students. Uh, what uh, sorts of things, I, I guess you or the organizers here, the March for Logan, uh, March for uh, Our Lives, uh, big big march be happening in Washington on that day, March 24th, across the nation, including in Logan. What, what do you hope happens? What's, what are your goals? So the objectives of this particular march are to start a conversation uh, on gun violence at the local level. Uh, we believe in the power of, um, you know, starting conversation here and letting that grow into a a bigger movement. Um, we also want to help educate the community uh, by offering um, insight and information from local leaders and gun violence prevention experts. And we want to call on our state and federal officials to take immediate comprehensive actions to combat this epidemic of gun violence. Um, we also want to call on Cache County voters to hold our officials accountable by showing up at the ballot box and voting for candidates who are committed to in- ending the epidemic. Um, we want viable data-based solutions to this issue. Let's uh, bring in a caller next. Stephanie in Tremont has called us. Uh, Stephanie, glad you called. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Um, I just had one thought that maybe the issue is more with the family and having it more instead of control from the government, maybe being more supportive of families and seeing that as the root of where a lot of the problems lie. Interesting. Maybe. So, so maybe the, maybe that's the root of the problem. That uh, should be where the solution is. Yeah. So I yeah, think. I, oh, oh, sorry. You go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just was agreeing what he just said. Yeah. So, you know, f- there is a lot of evidence that uh, fatherlessness is a a big part of the issue, and that um, issues at home certainly contribute to individuals becoming violent and. Um, ultimately becoming a shooter. So I think that that is part of the solution, of course, is to uh, strengthen the family and uh, try to help prevent, um, you know, uh, young people from becoming a shooter in the first place, try to nip it in the bud. However, um, there, you know, we need to have regulations so that uh, violent individuals cannot uh, purchase a uh, military-style assault weapon uh, and go into a school and, and mow down entire classrooms. The, we need comprehensive solutions. We need to attack it from many angles. And I do agree that um, strengthening the family and um, focusing on those social, emotional, um, mental health issues is an important factor. Uh, but we cannot kid ourselves and think that that will solve the entire problem. So, uh, Stephanie, it sounds like you what well, you mentioned government. Government's maybe not the solution, so so maybe not uh, more regulations. I'm curious on if there is anything in the government like that they're trying to push for helping the family. I guess is mm. my question: is if okay. the government right? Does that make sense? Is are they are they trying to help? support the family in any legislation? Is there anything going on like that? I haven't heard of anything specifically, at least with this particular issue. I have not either, but one of the things we are specifically calling for is adequate staffing of uh, coordinated school-based and community-based mental health services for individuals uh, with risk factors for violence, um, recognizing that violence is not an intrinsically, not intrinsically a part of uh, mental illness, but that individuals who are predisposed to violence, um, we need to be supporting them with resources. Uh, 
hopefully early on in life. And so we can strengthen, hopefully, the, those um, students who are kind of falling through the cracks. And um, so, you know, not directly with the family, but maybe with struggling individuals. Well, uh, Stephanie, thanks for, for that viewpoint. Thank you. Um, you can call as well, 800-826-1495. Would love to get your uh, take on this. Um, and uh, we're, we're asking you, to, do you think, is this a turning point on this issue? Has something fundamental changed, or it, will it uh, be kind of the same as it was before? Are gun control measures needed? More teachers with guns? Is this primarily a mental health problem? What can and should be done? 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or you can reach us by email to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, so Colby uh, Matt, a student at uh, East High School, said for him at least, he didn't think this was political. He d- didn't want it to be anyway, right? Right. Um, but for many others, it is very frankly starkly political. Right. Um, you know, you, you, you're you feeling an upswell on the left and anger toward the NRA. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they're encouraging corporations to boycott the NRA and, and uh, to end programs of, uh, you know, some incentives for for NRA members, um, then you're you're hearing the NRA pushing back right. for, forcefully. For many people, this is very very political. I wonder. It sounds like you're the march here. You're 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 trying to be very inclusive. Right. Yeah. We. Uh, you know, we think that while there are some uh, political issues here where you have overlap, you know, between or um, conflicting ideas between the left and the right. We agree, uh, in general, that um, gun violence and school shootings uh, are a major issue in this country and that they need to be dealt with. So there's widespread agreement that we need action now. Uh, The disagreement is what specific actions to take, although there is a lot of bipartisan support for some of the things that we're calling for with this march. so those include, you know, a ban on semi-automatic or assault-style weapons, uh, high-capacity magazines, and products that modify semi-automatic firearms um, to function like fully automatic firearms, so bump stocks, things like that. There is, um, you know, wide support for that, wide support for universal background checks. Um, of course, banning assault-style weapons is fiercely opposed by the NRA, so is uh, you know, universal background checks to make sure that no matter how you purchase a gun, you're required to um, have your background checked. And so I think that it's interesting because you have a majority of Americans, according to every poll I've looked at, uh, that support some of these measures, um, if not all of them. And you have the NRA fiercely opposing them. So I think that represents a disagreement um, in what the majority of constituents want and what the NRA wants. And when you see politicians siding with the NRA on those things, we need to realize that that represents a failure of democracy. Um, We need to hold our officials accountable to us, not to a lobby. And um, not to say that, you know, that um, everything the NRA is calling for is necessarily bad, but that we need to... Uh, ensure that our representatives are actually representing us and what what the constituents are calling for. Um, so, you know, holding holding our um, officials accountable is a big part of this. And then, of course, um, 
we would know we would know uh, how to handle this issue a little better if we had more data. Um, that's one, you know, there's a lot of disagreement in how to handle it because there's not a ton of data um, to tell us what to do here. There is um, several private organizations collecting data on gun violence, and that data, of course, points to um, increasing regulations as a potential um, solution, or at least reducing gun violence. Um, but we need to remove legal barriers that prevent gun violence research, like mm -hmm. the Dickey Amendment. Um, and that's uh, something that maybe is a little more political, but mm -hmm. I think uh, important for us to be able to address the issue properly. Mm. We just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I want to ask a, the question I asked of the, the, the high school students um, earlier. Um, I think anecdotally I'm feeling and, uh, and I'm reading, you know, op-ed pieces and, and such, that uh, people are saying that there's been a fundamental shift here, that, that, that seeing high school students speak out so passionately, starting in Par Par Parkland and then sweeping across the nation, as we've heard uh, today on this program. Um, and maybe this is just hope from the left, that, that <laughs> you know, they've, they've been feeling battered right. and they've, they've been feeling powerless because horrible shootings happen and then politicians will say some words and then nothing happens, at least when, you know, what the left wants. Um, I guess if you remember the NRA, then you, you're just holding the line, right? But um, I wonder if you feel that something fundamental has shifted. I do. Um, you know, and I'm only 26 years old, but I, uh, in my lifetime, I've not seen a fundamental shift like I'm seeing now. Um, and that gives me hope. And I also know that just um, from a a personal standpoint, I am committed to um, making every possible effort to make sure that um, real change happens immediately. Uh, I'm going to be um, a lot more cognizant of who I'm voting for. I'm going to uh, campaign for people who are uh, calling for protections for our children. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to let uh, this go without a fight. I'm going to make sure that that change happens. And I think a lot of people are feeling that commitment um, that this issue is on us. Uh, we need to stand up and, um, and fight for what the changes that we see necessary to protect our children. There's nothing more important. Um, and the other thing I would say is that uh, it, it is very inspiring to see those high school students and the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas students standing up and speaking out on this. And um, you hear them you know, calling on adults to to protect them, and they're also sort of trying to protect themselves. But I think uh, we need to support them in every way we can. Well, we're out of time. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Colby Sorensen. He's one of the organizers for the March for Our Lives event in uh, Logan. So that's March 24th, 2 o'clock, where? At the Cache County Courthouse. At the Cache County Courthouse. And uh, in about uh, 40 seconds... Uh, we'll have the National Student Walkout events uh, in Utah. Thanks for listening to the program today.